Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we're going to be going through the New Testament in the book of Hebrews. Uh, I'm, and we're going to try to do chapter 8, Hebrews chapter 9, and Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to try to. If I don't finish up, then I'll continue it on the next podcast. So, and before we get started there, let me, I like to go over this, what the Bible is, and that way you can write it down. You can always you know, rewrite it and hear it and, and write it down, and you'll have it. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes or books, span a 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. And I got this uh, from Dr. Vodi Bakum, and uh, he was giving this out. He was giving this out on one of his uh, YouTube uh, teaching videos that he had. And Vodi Bakum is very, very good also. Now, let's continue with Hebrews chapter 8. And the and the uh, the name of above this uh, for this particular section is the high priest of a new covenant, starting at verse one of chapter eight, and we'll be reading out of the NIV, the New International Version. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this: we do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the Majesty in heaven, verse two, and who serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being, verse three. Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, and so it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer, verse four. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for there are already priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. Verse 5, they serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle, see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Verse 6, but in fact, the ministry of Jesus has received is a superior to theirs, is a superior to theirs, as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. So you see, he brought the new covenant of where he came and he sacrificed himself to be the one time holy sacrifice from that time forever, and after he rose on the third day, that clinched it, I'm just saying that in my own words, uh, but that satisfied the judgment of what we were, we should be suffering. So God came in the flesh to, as the Son of God, and he came and he preached three and a half years, the good news, which, uh, which is... Of the new covenant and that being saved through belief through Jesus, right? That's repenting, realizing you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. We all have. You can lie to yourself if you want to, but we all have. So, therefore, we're all guilty. And the only way we can get to heaven is through Jesus. You can't go any other way. You can't, 
you can't earn it or work for it, nothing like that. It's a free gift that God has to be because we can't earn it. Uh, according to the Bible, it says the best we have is as filthy rags. That's how serious it is. So Jesus came and he became the bridge for us because we couldn't cross into a holy place. So now through Jesus and his blood that he shed, now we can go across the bridge, which is Jesus, through Jesus. Now we can go to heaven. If you turn to Christ, understand you're broken, God's moral law, that means you've lied, uh, you've committed adultery by looking at another person with lust in your heart and your mind and imagining all that and and doing it whatever and or, or uh, hating someone, which is the same thing as murdering someone. See, God's standards are so high and ours are so very low. And in our minds, we created a, a uh, fake God that's okay with everything we do, but it's not the God, the real God. So we created a, a false image of God in our own mind, which is another one of the laws, not to make any graven image. So you see how it works? And then lying, everybody's lied. That would be bearing false witness. Let's continue. Um, verse 7, for if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But Verse 8, but God found fault with the people and said, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. Verse 9, I will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant and Turned away from them, declares the Lord. Continuing verse 10, this is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 11, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, verse 12, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Verse 13, by calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. So that means the old covenant is obsolete, now we're in the new covenant. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Huh, Amen. Okay, now let's continue in chapter 9, and the title for this particular section of chapter 9 is verses 1 through 10. It's called Worship in the Earthly Tabernacle. Now, the first covenant had regulations for worship and also on earthly sanctuary. Verse 2, a tabernacle was set up in its first room where the lampstand and the table with its consecrated bread. This was called the holy place, verse 3. Behind the second curtain was a room called the Most Holy Place, for which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered ark of the covenant. This this ark contained the gold gold jar of manna, Aaron's staff, and had budded uh, that had budded the stone tablets of the covenant. So this is what Moses had they had received from God, which was. Um, uh, the Ten Commandments, 
which is considered the stone tablets because God wrote it on stone tablets. And uh, then then Aaron's uh, staff that he had that had budded, you know, some flowers on there. And um, then also it had contained the gold jar of manna. So that's when God had fed uh, fed Israel with manna when they, you know, because they had no food or anything. So he gave them manna, which was perfect. They gathered once a day and twice on Saturday um, and twice on like Friday because because Friday, starting a Friday evening was considered uh, the Sabbath day and it would go into Saturday. And then Sunday was considered the first day of the week. So on Friday, you collect two for Saturday so you wouldn't have to fix it, you know, do anything. That's how it was then. And if you and if you gathered more than you should, it would go bad and stuff. So, so God had everything planned out perfectly. So now let's go back. And starting at verse 5, above the ark were the cherubim of the glory overshadowing the atonement cover, but we cannot discuss these things in detail now. Verse 6, when, every, when everything had been arranged like this, the priest entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. Verse 7, but only the high priest entered the inner room, and that once, only once a year, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the the people had committed in ignorance. Verse 8, the Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. Verse 9, this is an illustration for the present time indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the contents of the worship. Verse 10, they are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying unto the time of the new order, which would be now, you know, after Christ, you know, uh, spread the gospel, the good news, and he did it for three and a half years then, then he allowed himself to be taken, beaten, and then uh, put on the cross, which is very painful. And now we go by the New Covenant, which is found in the New Testament. Okay, this section is called the Blood of Christ, starting at 11. But when Christ came as high priest of the good good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and the more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands, that is to... That is to say, is not a part of this creation. Verse 12, he, he did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. Verse 13, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. Verse 14, how much more than will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience, consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Verse 15, For this reason Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free, from the sins committed under the first covenant, verse 16, in, in the case 
of a will, it is necessary to prove the death of that one who made it, verse 17, because a will is enforced only when somebody has died. It never takes effect while the one who made it is living, verse 18. This is why even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood, Verse 19, when Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet, wool, and branches of the high sop and sprinkled the scroll and all the people. Verse 20, he said, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. Verse 21, in the same way he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and everything used in the ceremonies. In fact, the law requires that Nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, there is no forgiveness. And that's why Christ had to come and shed his blood, because that's how God works it. Verse 23 It was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than these. Verse 24, for Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. Verse 25, nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again the way of high the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own. Other, verse 26, Otherwise Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. So it's, so it's one time. You know, Christ died once, right? So it's not like you get lost and save, lost and save, lost and save. It's like this, God knows from the foundation of the world, right? And it, the Bible says he chose those from the foundation of the world. So when you hear the gospel, um, you'll be receptive. Now, they may not be, be receptive after the first time you hear it, but eventually you're going to be receptive because God knows all things. That's just how it is. He's sovereign. He's sovereign God. Um, you got people that keep wanting to, to, to go in and say, oh, no, 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 we we have to come on our own and we've got to hear it and all this. Is, so that means that we have to help God. No, 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 no. Everything's already been planned from the foundation of the world. And you say, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's right, because you can't look at God with our human minds. It doesn't work. You know, we don't understand everything, and that's why it's called faith. You believe that God has everything in control, and he knows it all, and we don't. And that's why we need him. That's why it's a privilege to serve Christ, not we're doing him a favor. God don't need us at all. But we need God. And because he's merciful and loving, you know, then all this has been done. Okay, let's go to, can we go back over, I think I did 28, verse 28. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Now we've made it to the last chapter 10. I'm trying to get to this. And, and the, uh, the topic on this section, uh, the title is Christ Sacrifice Once for All. Let's begin at chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the reality, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never 
by the same sacrifice repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Uh, verse 2, otherwise would they not have stopped being offered for for the worshipers would have been cleansed for once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. Verse 3, but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. Verse 4, it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Verse 5, therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Verse 6, with burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, here here I am, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. Verse 8. First he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sins offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Verse 9. Then he said, Here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. Verse 10. And by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. It's pretty self-explanatory. Verse 11, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. They talk about the Old Testament. Um, verse 12, but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, that would be Christ. Jesus Christ. He sat down at the right hand of God, verse 13, and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool, verse 14. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy, verse 15. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about the first, or about this. First he says, Verse 16, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. Which what we have, because you know automatically, you know, that lying is wrong, um, murder is wrong, you know, wanting what somebody else has is wrong. Um, and uh, we also know that, you know, lusting out from... Uh, looking at another person with lust is wrong. It's the same as adultery, but you do it in your heart, in your mind. It's the same. Adultery is wrong. And God has these ten laws for a reason. It keeps us in check. It keeps us because once we go, once we we break down these boundaries that God has for us, it's going to keep us blessed. We break down these boundaries and we we head into sin. It not only will it destroy your life and, and also your soul, but destroys everyone around you because sin's like a cancer. Let's continue. Try verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 10. Day after, uh, day after day, the priest stands and performs the religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifice which can never take take away sins verse 12 but when but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins he sat down on the right hand of God at the right hand of God verse 13 and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool verse 14 for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy verse 15 the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about 
this. First he says, verse 16, This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. I just want to go back over that. Verse 17, then he adds, Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Verse 18, and where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. Amen. Okay, we've got this little bit of last section to go and we're done. Okay, and this uh, this section is called a call to uh, persevere in faith. Verse 19, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, let, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with a pure water. Verse 23, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful, 20, verse 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching, verse 26, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, 27, but only a fear, fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God, verse 28, anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses, verse 29, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as in a unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them and who has insulted the spirit of grace. Verse 30, for we know him who, who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord, were, the Lord will judge his people. Verse 31, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Amen. Verse 32, remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Verse 33, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. Verse 34, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Verse 35, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. 36. You need to preserve so that, or excuse me, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he promised. 37. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Verse 38. In, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. In the last verse, verse 39, But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And that's that clears it up pretty good, I think, you know. So, you've heard the word of God, and now you need to consider... You know, if, if you're not saved, that is, you know, if you don't know Christ, 
or you're confused or whatever, just talk to God. You know, he's always there. Remember, you know, we're not, the Bible says we're not looking for God, you know, but God knows those that are his, and therefore he may, is going to make sure that you hear the gospel, you know. But the point is you still have to receive the gospel. Like I said before, if you have a farmer and he's got seeds guaranteed to grow, the farmer still has to prepare that soil, right? Get it all prep, prepped and prepared um, to put the seeds down. And once you put the seeds down, you got to cover it and all like that. And you got to make sure it has the right water and and make sure that there's no like um, bugs, you know, trying to eat it up or whatever. And as it grows, you I mean, you keep at it, you know, till the crop's ready to be picked. It's the same thing. You know, God calls us in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. It's called the Great Commission, where it says, he says, go out into all the world, uh, teach and baptize uh, those. And so that's what, you know, we're called to do that. We go out there and we tell you about Christ, you know, through teaching, preaching. And now we have a lot more avenues, you know, we can get the gospel out, that we can do all that through um, the printed word, uh, television, radio, the internet, you know, and that's why I do these podcasts. So you can hear the actual word and not, you know, just somebody talking about, talking about the Bible or whatever, but actually hear what the Bible is saying to encourage you to start reading. Because for those, you know, if you're listening to this, God's pretty God's pricking your heart, you know, about, and he's drawing you. God says he draws those that are his, so he's drawing you, you know. So I say, so what do you do? Well, know first that we're all guilty. We're all broken God's moral law. We've all lied. You know, we've all um, took something that didn't belong to us, even if you borrowed a pen or whatever, it don't matter what. What it is. See, we don't look at all this stuff, but like if you borrow a pen, don't bring it back, or even if you take a paper clip, that's stealing according to God. You know, even it doesn't matter the worth of it, you know, but you took something that wasn't yours. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know, we're guilty of that. If you look at another person with lust, we've already committed adultery in your heart, you know? Um, wanting what somebody else has, what somebody else has, you know, it's the same thing. It's called coveting, excuse me. It's called coveting, you know? So we're guilty. Well, let me give you some salvation scriptures. Because I want you to go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. St. Corinthians chapter 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their land. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Proverbs, that's Old Testament, chapter 28, verse 13, and it says, He that covereth his sin... His sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh, them shall have mercy. And these are coming from the King. It's, uh, it's written in the King James. 
but you can still understand it. It's pretty clear. Um, let me see. Second Peter chapter three verse nine: The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And what do we do? Well, we do this. What Matt, um, read Romans chapter ten verses nine through ten and thirteen says: If we shall call upon the name of the Lord and believe in our hearts that God is raised from. That God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man believes in the righteousness with the mouth, confession and made salvation. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that is Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, 13. So what do we do? Do that. You know, ask God to forgive you of all your sins. Because we're in sin. And if you die in your sins, you're going to hell. There is the hell. I don't care what people say, drugs, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter. You can believe that Hawaii's not there, that people are crazy for talk about it. It doesn't mean it's not there, you know. Or you can believe that um, that if you fall, if you fall over, if you jump over a, uh, say, a 15-story a, a building, that gravity won't kill you, but I guarantee you it will. You jump off that, you're going to die, you know. Which is one of the laws that God has, you know, gravity. Gravity is, a, you know, it, it's not a, a the salvation law, but it's a law for the earth, you know. That's one of the laws that, you know, if you go against that, it's going to hurt you. It's like if you if you put your finger in a socket, you're going to get shocked, you know. Or if you touch if you touch electricity that's hot, that's, you know, that's going on, that's, that's turned on, you know. And if you touch a high voltage, it can, it can kill you. I mean, it don't matter whether you believe it or not. So that's kind of how it is. None of this is rocket science. Let me give you some resources now. Like I had mentioned before, Dr. Vodi Bakum, you can watch him on YouTube. Really great, wonderful Bible teacher. Knows a lot. Great, good preacher, too. And you can go to on YouTube, Apology of Students with Pastor Jeff Durbin, and go to his website, ApologyofStudents.com, and you can listen to him on Apple Podcasts. Um, great teacher on his website. You can go on there and they have a, a free seminary instruction. Um, and this um, it's Dr. Greg, I think Bonham. Yeah, Dr. Greg Bonham. And it's also called Bottom U and stuff. But you can go on there and you can put in a search engine and that it'll pull it up. And you can start learning. You know, it's fantastic. And he's got a lot of good stuff on that website also. And you can also go on YouTube and their websites. I'm going to name them off. Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, R.C. Sproul. And you can go, his is um, the League and Air, uh, League and Air Ministries. Uh, and he's also on YouTube. I'm Ashes in Genesis with Ken Ham, AshesInGenesis.org, Wall Builders with David Barton, wallbuilders.com. And he pretty much covers... Uh, American Christian history and some other and a lot of the world history too. Dr. Walton Mart, Dr. Walter Martin, he's on YouTube. Uh, Walter Martin, Martin and he died. Long, he died in the eighties, but fantastic teaching. It's still there to be listened to. And you can you can also go and you can go to our website, and it's all lowercase. Uh, 
Bible-education-institute.webnode.com. So it's Bible Education Institute. And our email, if you would like to correspond, and we will send you a free Bible if you would like. Uh, Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And you can also get, you know, books and stuff from, um, uh, like, used and new books, Abe books, ABE books, uh, thrift books, and you can go to Amazon, and you can go to all the other dealers. But those ones that I mentioned, I think they're kind of good. They're, you know, can save a lot of money. And also you can catch... Uh, 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 you can catch our ministry Bible Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly uh, you can watch it on YouTube uh, and we did a lot of videos before and now it's mostly audio just out of convenience but I do want to go back to making uh, videos and stuff and that's in the future um, but right now it's audio but we do put the audio on the like YouTube and Rumble you know so you can still listen to it and then on the audio platforms you can go to Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast Addict, and others. As it says. And let me give you some other good resources. You can go to um, go on to uh, go on to your search engine, and you can put in there TCT Network, and you can go to the videos on demand and listen and watch um, Faith and History with William Federer. It's fantastic. He does all the Christian history of America and around the world and everything. It's really fascinating. And also, if you want to know learn about the Old Testament, you can listen to Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And he goes over the Old Testament. So, th th think on all these things that we have covered. And remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.